Good morning and welcome. You're listening to B-Side Morning Brew with Beige and Niles. Hot coffee, cool chatting, chilling on the corner of Lifestyle Ave and Music Street on 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More. Sharing with people our processes. Because one of the classes I'm teaching is a professional development class, so it's talking about exactly this. Oh, I love it. Oh, this is going to be great then for the show. Okay, cool. Let's just jump right into it. So, good morning, brother. Top of the morning to you. Did you have your <laughs> coffee yet? Yeah, I'm I, drinking it now. Are you, are you sure? Yeah. I didn't hear. I didn't uh, hear the normal. Oh, that comes. Slurp. That, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, here we go. Here we go. Let's start with our sip of coffee. There we go, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. <laughs> mother's milk right there. It is mother's milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last night I was. Um, so downstairs i'm doing this design on one of the walls right isn't it nice for you to be able to say downstairs now it's strange i'm still getting used to it (laughs) i i am i'm still getting used to it i do get a lot more i gotta gotta go down to the garage i gotta go downstairs to the garage yeah yeah Yeah. it's um i'm designing this wall so i've been staining and it was a late night last night because it's taken last night was three coats this morning i got up early did a fourth coat because you know with stain you try to get the color you know you're trying to dial in that color that you want are you a home depot vip yet or have they started to know you by name it's like not quite yet they but i've you, been they greet so, you at the door i've been in this house two weeks i've been to home depot <laughs> eight times already that's more time since you've been since you moved to eight, Vegas. eight years ago or seven years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, it's great though. I love it, man. I will oh, say I know you do. I, I told love you it. You would. Yeah, I yeah. You would. I love it. So Yeah, fourth coat of stain. Yeah. Fourth coat of stain. And just, you know, it's coffee. It's late nights. It's it's you know, inhaling uh, polyurethane and such. Yeah, I was gonna say that you should probably wear a mask. <laughs> just, I don't want to tell you well, how to live your life, but you know, you I don't want to hear about you passing out from fumes. <laughs> well, I will say that. So I've had all the windows and doors open. Yeah. You know, and and um, but last night was the first night during the break, letting one coat dry. I went outside, yeah. actually in my backyard, to sit on my patio furniture and just nice. soak soak that up. I've, I haven't done that yet. Last night was the first time I did it. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's. I was just looking up at the stars and going, what have I done? What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? What are you doing? What is all this? But anyway, so yeah, man. So what's okay. So big news that I would love to share with the people is that um, this has been a big thing for you for a long time. I don't know if it still is now that you've got it. Mm-hmm. Right? Be I mean, careful what we, you wish for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you know that yeah. how that always changes when, when we do that um, in life, but you are now, educating at berkeley school of music which is a which is was it for you before i moved out here man that was a big dream for you and i know that dreams change to one degree or another but let's talk about that like how do you feel where are you at with all this what's your role there well you know yeah i uh berkeley college of music you know is uh, one of the preeminent music institutions in the world and uh, happens to be in Boston, where I grew up and where I live. And so it's always been there since I was growing up, along with New England Conservatory, which is another fantastic uh, music school uh, conservatory, mm-hmm. and the Boston Conservatory, uh, which is there. But Berkeley has folded Boston Conservatory into their school. So it's Berkeley, so it's Boston Conservatory of Music at Berkeley College Music. So 
Berkeley and Boston Conservatory are now one. So we've taken these two awesome music schools and they're one. And um, yeah, always, always have considered and desired to be a professor there. But I always wanted to wait for the right role. I didn't just want to go in there just to be there. I always wanted to be in a department that I could have an impact. So I'm fortunate enough to be a go in as an associate professor in the harmony and jazz composition department, as well as uh, in the liberal arts department. So I'm teaching a couple of sections of Harmony 2, which is basically music theory in the liberal arts department, teaching a professional development seminar, which is cool, which is for fourth year students and above. Wow. Yeah. So it kind let's, of... Uh, let's begin with the circle of fifths, shall we? <laughs> there you go. Look at you. Um, it's actually a little more advanced than what we're doing uh, secondary dominance right now, but oh, oh you'd love it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's great. It's because it's cool because uh, the, the Harmony 2 class I teach is called Entering Harmony 2. And uh, these are all first year students. So they're all, this is their first year of college, first, <laughs> first time at Berkeley. How do you feel about that in terms of um, what do you see different when you're talking about when or when you're teaching a first year student as, as opposed to a fourth year student? How, what's the dynamic like? Or have you experienced that quite yet? And if so, what is that? Well, the first year students are pretty much not jaded yet. They're all excited, you know, they're right. figuring it out. They're, they're still yeah. trying to dial it in. So they're, they're open to any and all, yeah. you know, advice that can be given, uh, how to handle stuff. Uh, they're a little nervous too. So, sure. but the fourth year is, you know, the cool thing about my class that I teach this seminar is that they all want the information. I mean, it's basically talking about how, we, how are they going to handle life after Berkeley College right. Music. So, right. and let's face it, there's no, there's no class per se like that in any, in lots of other institutions. Um, where, and, you know, and, yeah. and I'm sorry. And I would imagine too, because you and I've talked about this, even you can have those discussions, right. About what the real mm-hmm. life is like. It's still, still not going to um, reflect what it really is. You can, there's only exactly. so much you can, you know. And so the reality of the way I, teach that seminar is really talking about putting in place processes to be able to adapt to the changes that are going to, that are inevitably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, partially through my story, partially through guests that I'll be bringing in throughout the, you know, the term mm-hmm. talking about uh, the, the thing that they ended up doing was not the thing that they planned on doing mm-hmm. in the first place. So you got to be ready to, you know, be able to self-evaluate and assess and learn from your mistakes that you will inevitably make and look at those in a positive way. You know, and surprisingly, a lot of students have not taken the time to uh, look back and reflect on what it is they actually want to do. You know, they've been, they go into school with a degree that they've chosen, degree study of study that they want to do. They get a, get a blueprint from their advisor and they're like, take this class, this class, this class, and you'll be ready to go. Well, that doesn't tell you <laughs> what happens if that changes along the way. What I'm, happens if you find something in one class that you gravitate towards that that's what you really want to do, not necessarily what your degree says it's going to do. So I want that brings up a good point in that I'm wondering if that's what's different about going down the educational path within the music industry. In that, to your point, you're saying you know they may not know what they want to do with it or haven't thought about that quite yet, whereas as an artist and my artist friends, 
normally that's the jumping off point. You, you, when you're a kid, you just want to be an artist. You don't know how to get there. And then you find your instrument and then you learn along the way. And some of those artists may go to school and educate themselves and some don't. So it sounds kind of the reversal in terms of what you're exactly what you're saying. Well, these students, do you think, do you think are being more prepared for being either session players or educators themselves? Or what's the, well, what's interesting what do you is see? they're not all, they're not all instrumentalists. There's okay. vocalists in there, there's electronic production design people, there's, you know, mm. so there's, there is all type of, um, they probably have all played an instrument at some point, um, mm -hmm. or, you know, or done the vocalist or been, you know, music, you know, on some level, but they're not all instrumentalists. So some are in music therapy, some are, in, you know, they have all mm. these different things. So it's really taking, being able to evaluate their skill set and make it work for them whatever it may be. I haven't heard of music therapy. What is, what so is like, that? You know, you, um, people with learning disabilities, people mm. with, uh, you know, autism that are on, on the spectrum, okay. being able to uh, use that as therapy in order to communicate with them, help them learn how to communicate emotionally and, you know, obviously through speech and stuff like that. So wow, music that's is heavy. Uh, yeah, it's pretty heavy. So it's, yeah. it's definitely, um, and through playing instruments and things like that. So there's different uh, therapeutic ways instead of the traditional therapy that we think about psycho psychological psychiatric right yeah and then there's you know electronic production and design there there's music production there's film score and they have everything there so it's kind of cutting edge that's what's interesting about berkeley so i have this whole class of 25 students that all yeah. have these different things going on and they're trying to figure out how how am i going to take what i've learned here and monetize it quite frankly or you mm, know make a career out of it build one yeah. i'm going to start my own music therapy offices am i going to um you know be a, a manager uh, mm. artist management am i gonna you know there's so many other options mm. um yeah so yeah, yeah all's good so i'm just uh it's great hustling, and then i head off to europe next week to uh do a tour with clayton hamilton jazz orchestra so we love it two weeks yeah love it. where are you guys going yeah. start off in amsterdam and then we head to dusseldorf germany and then we head to budapest stockholm lucerne switzerland vienna berno czech republic yeah about how, how many shows do you know 10 shows 10 shows over 14 Fantastic. days it's great so it'll be great yeah it'll be fun yeah you bring back some chocolate from switzerland i hope i'll hook you up brother <laughs> save, save some of those bars of chocolate bro yeah man yeah man let's get into some music man what do you want to play so we're going to do a little retrospective i mean we're talking about you know really recalibrating and realigning our uh, priorities to be more focused and uh, head into the final quarter of 2023 so let's bring back alignment this is a tune that i wrote for the Jazz Republic. You're listening to it here on B-Side Morning Brew with Bijan Niles on 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More.
Welcome back. You're listening to B-Side Morning Brew with Bijan Niles on 91.5 KUMV Jazz and More. You just heard my tune, Alignment, by uh, the Jazz Republic. Such a great tune, man. I mean, just the whole, that bass groove. and you know. It's so funny because like <laughs> when we recorded it and then when we play it on gigs, it's like, that's such a total earworm type situation where you can't, it is. you always start singing the groove. Yeah, I think you made up some uh, lyrics to it. If I don't remember, I think well because the ba- we were what we were doing sound check at Smith Center or something. I'm like <laughs> alignment, alignment. I want to be aligned, alignment, alignment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so we really thought it was appropriate, like I said, as we head into this final quarter of the year. New things are shaping up. We're in, you know, my man is in a, a new crib. I got a new gig. We got these new projects coming down the line, and and understanding that you have to filter a lot of these things. Uh, you know, there's a lot of peripheral things that can get you off track. It's, it's important to be aligned with your priorities, what's important to you. And, you know, I know that uh, Niles is, we're looking forward to doing the hang, a proper break-in hang at the crib. Mm. But getting to that point uh, requires a lot of focus. And yeah, so so Niles, you know, give us some, I know you, you're an avid reader. Uh, you like to always take in lots of pertinent books and that are out there today yeah tell tell me about the the you were telling me about a a quote that you uh came across in one of your books that actually you suggested i read and i have i have to get to it get into it yeah yeah well and and before i jump right into that it's you know back to what you were just saying is that it's funny as you know this year you know i was going to do a show uh in november at smith center because Mm -hmm. i just want to stay keep my toe in so to speak and i realized that this year i've been more focused on other things you know i've 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 taken a break from music so to speak or what i want to do with it even though i I didn't know that i wanted to take a break but the focus was you know the big deal for me was getting a house finally and buying a home and something i you know thought i would was only going to do when i was younger when i had a you know the idea of having a wife and kids and things like that and i just kind of brushed it aside but my focus has been that this year so now being in the house shout out to monique by the way yeah monique buchanan on knv 91.5 she's got the she's got her great show she she's she's been she was amazing she's been amazing uh, as a real estate agent for me what I what I need I canceled the show because what I needed to do was really assess what I what do I want from this? Am I doing the show for ego reasons or what's the purpose of doing the show? And when I realized there wasn't any real purpose of doing the show other than being ego based and wanting to feed the monster, if you will, it wasn't the right thing to do and it wasn't the right vibe. And I realized that it's okay to take a break from all this and to really reassess and, and align myself back to your tune, align myself with me. And what does that mean? And what do I want to go? What do I want to do with music? And now I'm finally getting there. I am I really have a good idea uh, that I'll share later, but I just don't want to dismiss the value of any of, whether you're an artist or a musician, an educator, whatever it is you're doing in life, the value of reassessing your life and refocusing. It's because I, I don't know, I think it, I, taking that break is such a positive thing. I think you can get there more clearly, you know, that kind of idea. And in reading this book by one of the most famous and prominent music producers of our time is uh, Rick Rubin. He has a book that I've been reading called The Creative Act, A Way of Being. I was watching this interview with him on a uh, on a podcast 
the quote he was saying, and this just really, it was really profound for me because it hit me in such a way. The quote is, understanding how you feel in the face of other voices without second guessing yourself is probably the single most important thing to practice as an artist. And the key to that is not the I know, so I know what's right for you. It just doesn't work that way. It's I know for me. And the reason I chose to be an artist is to demonstrate how I see it, end quote. What hit me about that is that for years even, you can relate to this. We can all relate to this. Is that Mm -hmm. when I write songs, it is always for me, which is the most important. You have to, it's got to be honest. Somewhere along the way for me, in the middle of a song, And I don't mean, well, I do mean musically as well, I guess. But a lot of it for me is lyrically. I start to second guess myself and think, well, should I say this word or should I use this rhyming couplet or what I'm going to do? Because what what, what do I think the the audience is going to like or they're going to adhere to? And it ruins me every time. It just does. What that's done is that thinking that way can take you out of your element. And then you, you, you begin to, I wouldn't say that you're dishonest within the music, but it's not as honest as it would be if you weren't thinking about what you think the audience wants to hear or is going to adhere to, you know, and I don't care what genre of music it is. It's, it's gotta be honest. And so I, this last EP I did was the most honest thing I've done in a very long time. But I haven't known, as you know this, we've talked about this, man. I don't, I haven't known how to navigate it. I don't, haven't known what do I want to do? How do I want to get it out there? To what degree I want to get it out there? And going back to you teaching at Berkeley that I don't want to be a social media guru. I don't want to be this, this, and this. And not to say that I, I won't do what I have to do, but at the same time, navigating these the music industry today is so much more different than when... I was in my even mid to late thirties having being signed. It was different, man. And you, you made a point. It's like, it's good to know all those things because when you're building your team, it helps. Yeah. And there's no doubt that it does. But at the same time, it's trying to learn the balance of what that is going, well, at the end of the day, you're still trying to create music. So <laughs> you have to put right. most of your focus on what it is you're doing. You know, It's easy to put your focus on what you consider to be the social media formula of how to post something or this, I got to have this, 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 and this, and this will get me into the, the feed of the, you know, what, what, what do they call that? The, um, the algorithm, the algorithm and stuff like that. But, right. uh, and so you spend too much focus on that instead of just really presenting the music in a, a, an honest way that people will gravitate towards. And if that happens to be through social media in a particular way, great. And also we're talking about live performance as well. You know, well, and so, you know, right. I mean, that's, that's part yeah. of it too. So yeah. it's easy to get caught up in what you think people want to see that instills a level of doubt in your, what was ultimately your, the reason why you're doing this in the first place, your desire to create art, your desire to put this song out, desire to write these lyrics. And so, and also it's understanding your demographic. And I don't know if this is part of what you teach too in your classes, but it's, it's also understanding your demographic and where they're hanging out. And I'm in that, it, for me, I'm learning that I'm in that weird space of how many people at a certain age are really on on Instagram, you know, or who's on Facebook. I'm definitely not, I'll never go to the TikTok world. I mean, those that's, that's like, that's for kids. You know what I mean? That's not what I do. It's not what you do. And within that 
being on Instagram or Facebook, which is the most, the two still the most dominant or prominent. What, you know, what do you- Well, which, which brings us back to, you have to reflect and have a clear vision of what it is that you are putting out there. Right. So that you can give it to your team and insulate yourself from all that stuff to have right. to think about it. That's when you fall into a trap is when, if you have to think about all those things that the demographic and this, that, and the other, then it's very easy to get off track and mm -hmm. start to doubt your material. But you know, the idea, I'm glad I've been taking this time to, to reassess and try to learn because now for this next year, I'm, I'm going to be back in action on a whole other playing field. And it's just right now, I'm just kind of putting it all together. Well, I didn't real I didn't realize for myself how how much it took out of me to want to get a home, to buy a home. I know that sure. sounds maybe a, a, a bit ridiculous to some people because no, you know, but for me personally, it just has taken all my everything. And so, but now that that's done, I now feel like I have this free space mentally to now go, okay, now it's time to refocus. Sure. And, yeah. Um which brings me to we worked on my first EP together. At the time I was watching this, th th that great documentary about Nina Simone came out. What hit me was that I, I identify with Nina Simone more than I <laughs> dared, to, <laughs> dared to admit to. It really hit me. So I wrote that song, Miss Nina Simone, and I'm reintroducing it and putting it out as a single. So I'd like to introduce this tune that we recorded. The song's called Miss Nina Simone. She was black and beautiful She stood for something more than the music Her voice cut through your heart With words she knew how to use it How to use it
Welcome back. You're listening to B-Side Morning Brew with Bijan Niles on 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More. That was Miss Nina Simone written by my main man, Mr. Niles Thomas. Wow, that was so much fun recording that song. That was fun. That was a fun day in the studio. Well, I'd like to thank you, my brother. Here we are again, once again, doing this show together, doing what we do. I'd like to thank our audience. Thank you all out there for listening to us and supporting us on our journey. We'd also like to thank KUNV 91.5 Jazz and More for being such gracious hosts of our show and and giving us a platform to present this to you. I mean, they've been amazing partners, continue to be amazing partners. Thank you, 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More. Well, good morning, everybody. Have a wonderful Sunday. You've been listening to B-Side Morning Brew with Beige and Niles. Chillin' on the corner of Lifestyle Ave and Music Street on 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More.